That's what makes us tough. And we keep a coming. We're the people that live. They can't wipe us out. They can't lick us. The change has started, and the change in Detroit is real. We're back! Yeah, 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 yeah. Detroit, Michigan. Here, you can actually see what you do affect a great American city, and it's, it's hopefully a historical comeback. Welcome in to Opportunity Detroit. Hi, this is Paul W. We'll start off with Mark Hollis, the COO of Rock, Rock Ventures, Rock Family of Companies, Everything Rock. And we'll say hi to Brittany Waters, the founder of Detroit Beauty Collective, and Behold Browse. And then finally, we'll end it with Raquel Escamilla, Metro Detroit content creator and influencer. And it's all about Opportunity Detroit. Detroit, Michigan. First up, our friend Mark Hollis is here, the COO of Rock. And uh, by the way, uh, it was a busy week, Mark, with the uh, pre-auto show events, and it was it was great seeing you at Sandy Pierce's Huntington dinner. That's that's quite a room, isn't it? It's quite a room, and uh, you're right. It is a great time to be in Detroit. One of the uh, observations that I made during that fabulous dinner put on by Huntington and Sandy Pierce was watching Rod Albert uh, sit calmly, patiently, knowing uh, you know what was around the corner for this this great week of the auto show back downtown in Detroit. And it's so far, knock on wood, so far so good. Things have gone well. The charity preview went extremely well, uh, raised millions of dollars for the children's charities, back at it again. Uh, and the the show has had good crowds uh, starting off this uh, past Saturday and then through the week and through this uh, this weekend. So it's all good news. And nobody knew for sure what was going to happen after being away over three and a half years. No, and I think where you really see, Paul W., where you really see the engagement as you walk through Detroit, various venues, you see companies and individuals having events on their own that, that are kind of aligned with the auto show. And it, you know, when Rod and I were talking events like that or the Detroit Grand Prix or even the Rocket Mortgage Classic are, are really intended to bring the city to life. And, and those are the type of things that you get to see uh, when you live, work, and play downtown as I do are, are all, of the, uh, all of the different events that are happening, whether it's at the Shinola Hotel or the Beacon Room. There's, there's constantly events attached to the auto show and that's that's what really brings i think the strength behind many of these events that come into detroit you know it's funny you mentioned that as you do living downtown mark hollis of rock the four more than profit organization in the heart of detroit uh, i was so envious of you though i had a metro car thank goodness to help me but when you <laughs> said i'm just the block to my house in the city of detroit i thought wow that's convenient that really is. You're yeah. loving living in the city, living, working, playing, and staying in the city. It really is, and you can get most of your needs down here, but I have to travel out to your territory for, for major grocery shopping. And But at the end of the night, uh, it's nice to have that two-block two walk back home. Yeah, that's got to be great. Well, the, the, let's face it. Uh, the city was packed this uh, weekend with guests from across the country visiting the auto show. Um, and along with, I, I suspect, along with... Uh, Sandy Pierce's Huntington dinner, there were probably a bunch of events that you found yourself a part of, I'm presuming at least. 
Yeah, there really were. And it's, you know, kind of a, a convergence of, of many different things. Um, uh, Haggerty put on the uh, Concourse the Elegance, which took place um, at the Detroit Art um, Art Complex and, and across all the way from, from some of Illich's Comerica Park areas and down there. Of course, the big homecoming event um, that's put on by Cranes, uh, again, attracted just some great Detroiters who just don't happen to live here anymore. They're, they're, they come home, they get to see what's going on. Many invest in, in what's happening in Detroit. Uh, that's another great event. You just had one right after another over the past week that does nothing but strengthen the fiber of what Detroit is all about. Well, in, in fact, uh, with the Cranes uh, having their ninth, I can't believe it's their ninth, but their ninth, ninth annual yeah. homecoming, uh, and this past weekend, Rocket Mortgage was a, a big and important sponsor. Uh, tell our, our our WJR Opportunity Detroit listeners a bit more about that. They may not know about it. Sure. Uh, Mary Kramer does a, a fabulous job coordinating that. Of course, Casey Crane uh, and all the folks over there. But the programming is spectacular. Uh, they bring in a, a variety of different uh, programs, um, panels, uh, individual speakers that you know, we, we had a focus on Motown. Uh, we had a focus on, on design and, and art um, that uh, Grant Gilbert was a part of. Um, we had a part with D. Wayne Edwards and, and Pencil and the great work that he's doing in footwear and design. Uh, but they get into, you know, real estate development, um, tours um, of progress that has happened since the last time uh, these Detroiters have returned to their home home city. And that's that's the beauty of this thing. I think every year it gets better, and with it being the 10th anniversary next year, you know, expectations are are very high that Mary and Casey will will deliver uh, programming along with all of our help. I mean, they don't do it alone, and and it takes all of us that are here that are proud of this city that live here. Um, to get, it's kind of like you know inviting the cousins back home, and uh, you show them their best on on the holiday season, and that's that's what homecoming really is 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 displaying all of the, the greatness that's happened over the past year in, in the city. And, and what's really cool, too, is whether this was uh, an unintended consequence, I think probably not, because Casey Crane and Mary Kramer think these things through. But the fact of the matter is, uh, unlike having your cousin come visit and see the city, when these people come back to visit, they usually are running big companies or owning big companies or CEO or chairman of big companies. And this homecoming coming in like that has led to some of them coming back and putting down roots uh, of some of their businesses. No, it really has. And, and the population of, of homecoming really is, is pretty diverse uh, across the board. And you'll have entrepreneurs that are trying to start a company and, you know, it gives them an opportunity to look at their home city as maybe a place where they want to, to develop that or you know, CEOs that are making some decisions on on some big expansion, and um, Detroit might be the home place for that. So we've, you know, it's a list of who's who, but it's also a list of, you know, just people that are have come from this city, and it's a chance for them to come back and see it. So there were great conversations that always take place at the at the table, but also during those. I, I always think sometimes when you go to those type of conferences, the best conversations are the ones that take place in the break room. Um, when you're out in the hallway with a cup of coffee and you're collaborating on something. And that's what homecoming really gives uh, an opportunity to to do to the benefit of Detroit. 
Mark Hollis, COO of Rock Ventures, the Rock family of companies with us here on Opportunity Detroit on WJR. And I understand, Mark, that your team at Rocket Mortgage is preparing for the Forbes Under 30 Summit, which is happening in just a few weeks. Can you tell us more about the summit? Yeah, it's another one right in the line of everything else we talked about. It's the the fourth year, really the third one live here in Detroit, and it's the last one that will be in Detroit. Um, and it attracts you know thousands of, of young entrepreneurs um, that have been on the list. They call them listers uh, for Forbes Under 30. So it's considered one of the highest honors that you can get in the entrepreneurial world, um, especially in this case for individuals that um, – are under 30. So they're, they're dynamic young. They bring in top talent um, to speak, top talent to perform. Um, it's really going to bring, bring the city to life once again uh, when that rolls into town in October and uh, creates another, I guess, week of, of energy um, that this city just thrives on and, and folks will be out in the restaurants and in our hotels and um, just having a great time. So Dan, you know, Dan and Jay and, and so many others, this is important. Um, from our technology standpoint of trying to attract top top tech um, talent into the city, not just for Rocket, but for all you know all companies, so that this that the city can continue to thrive as a tech hub of the Midwest. I tell you, Mark, I salute you, uh, but certainly I, I salute uh, and pay special attention and take certain note of Dan Gilbert and Jay Farner. It is a very very tough time in the mortgage business. Um, and uh, and when I heard Jay say, you know, that business was down like 90 percent or whatever it is, it is astonishing to me that you guys keep working hard on doing good things for Detroit. I mean, lots of good things. It's really uh, commendable. Well, that's what they're both focused on is doing things the right way. And uh, when you do good things, follow. And, and that's kind of our our. Uh, mantra that we we thrive on and I think as you look at you know you look at our company you look at um, how we've diversified in certain areas that that gives us some strength Uh, but the bottom line is doing doing right by your client doing right by your team members Um, that's that's the main focus and that's what Dan and Jay have always stood for and are are continuing to uh, push forward I guess during these these somewhat challenging times in this industry. So, Mark Hollis, when we look at the auto show, when we pay close attention to Crane's ninth annual homecoming event or uh, Rocket Mortgage preparing for the Forbes Under 30 Summit, what do you think, if you can put into words for us, what type of impact do you think events like this are having on Detroit? I, you know, I think all of them. There's, there's a, a couple. When we look at our, our cornerstones of, of what the Rocket Mortgage Classic is all about, I think you can say the same about these and other things that might be in the pipeline to come to the city of Detroit. And that's one, what are we doing for our residents? Um, is it an enjoyable experience for them? Is it bringing value to them? That's first. Second is publicity. Um, it, it's an opportunity where Detroit is in the media. And, you know, every, you know the president or comes to Detroit, when media come to Detroit, it's an opportunity for them to be seen. Um, another is for visitors. Um, it's what's happening uh, from the visitor standpoint. Are eyeballs seeing Detroit? Are they coming here? Um, are they capturing uh, what it is that, that we believe this city is about and how it's thriving? Uh, and, and the fourth is just community. How do we continue to create um, good 
viable annual and special events um, that that make the city come to life. And when you walk around here at night right now, it's it's very much. I heard somebody walking down the street um, as I was walking over to the to the um, Huntington event that said, "I feel like I'm in Chicago." And while you never want to compare to another city. I took that as a compliment of the lights were on, the stores were open, people were out walking the streets. That was the compliment that was received. And that's what you want visitors and, and residents to feel when they come to the to the gathering spot of downtown Detroit. Well, that's a good point. That's a nice way. Uh, that's a really nice way to put it. And certainly we have to include in there with all those organizations, as you reminded us, the Rocket Mortgage Classic, which has been a huge addition to uh, appointment watching and plans for each year, knowing that the Rocket Mortgage Classic is coming. And I would give that same to uh, that same nod to uh, Roger Penske, Bud Denker, Mike Montre, the whole team of the Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix presented by Lear, now uh, coming back downtown to the city streets in Detroit. That's, a, a, again, uh, a very cool, very... I think, important event that's going to be coming that we look forward to. Well, very much so. We remember the days of the 80s when F1 was rumbling the streets downtown. And, you know, I know Bud and uh, Roger and Michael, they're going to have this thing to perfection. And, you know, the, the way they designed the track kept all the things that we just talked about, residents, visitors in mind, you know, having free access for residents to be able to see the, the race. And the, they're doing everything the right way. And I think... Tony Michaels, you'd put in that same category oh, with, sure. with fireworks and uh, what's going to happen here again on Thanksgiving and, and coming back to life with the parade and, and all that downtown. So hobnobble, gobble, and all those things that you know we as as residents take sometimes for granted, but visitors come to this city and and um, just just love it because of of the type of events that Detroit has. Yeah, I'm so glad you remembered Tony Michaels. We should we should never take him. For granted, he is the Wizard of Oz. That's Oz, like in ooh ah, ooh. with the <laughs> Ford fireworks and the and the America's Thanksgiving Parade presented by Gardner White and the, the Ford Hobnobble Gobble with all these different events. The next one up being, of course, uh, the fabulous America's Thanksgiving Parade presented by Gardner White. Well, anything else, Mark, that we should uh, talk about before I let you go? No, I think we're good. We're, we're in heavy preparation for the 23 Rocket Mortgage Classic. We're still working hard on the draft coming here in 24. And good things are around the corner, Paul W. Detroit just keeps getting better and better every day. Well put, Mark. Thanks so much. Have a great uh, rest of the day. Mark Hollis, the COO of Rock, the Rock family of companies, Rock Ventures, etc., etc. Such a good, important part of the very fabric of the city of Detroit as we continue on Opportunity Detroit. Next up on Opportunity Detroit, somebody who's taken their opportunity in Detroit and uh, and has really grown with it. They've now opened a, a place in Lansing, and uh, from what I can gather from just uh, saying hello to our next guest, there are other plans for other growth for Detroit Beauty Collective and Behold Brows. And the founder, Brittany Waters, on the other end of my line right now. Brittany, welcome to Opportunity Detroit. Hi, thank you, and I appreciate you having me. Well, it's our pleasure to have you here because we're going to learn, uh, I think, quite a bit, matter of fact. Tell me, 
uh, uh, first of all, what Detroit Beauty Collective is. What does that mean? Yeah, so Detroit Beauty Collective is a membership-driven organization or community, and what we do is provide resources for beauty professionals at all career levels and in all niches. So to sum that up, what that really means is that we provide education, um, business development, different, again, resources for beauty professionals, regardless of where they are in their career journey. Interesting, uh, the approach. I, I, I had no idea that's what Detroit Beauty Collective meant, uh, being a community-driven <laughs> space that provides resources, yeah. ranging from mentorship to commercial leasing and employment. That's fascinating. So I get the impression that there's also, almost like separately, Behold Brows. Yes, so Detroit Beauty Collective was actually born um, out of sort of the trials and tribulations, if you will, of Behold Brows. Um, my professional and academic background started in marketing and public relations and I very happenstance happened to transition after several years into a new industry, which happened to be beauty, and I saw tons of just kind of gaps, so to speak, issues, um, things that were lacking, including some of the resources that we offer. Thus, while I was building Behold Brows, um, Detroit Beauty Collective was born to kind of solve those issues. What industry did you leave to do this? I was in marketing and public relations for about eight years. So I started in agency, went to corporate, small business, ended up landing in consulting. And what I really found was that I needed or was seeking at least a little more um, autonomy in creating for someone else's vision. So it was, you know, out of a necessity for myself, I just was not being fulfilled in the industry. And so again, um, it was what can I do with my current skill set to be able to utilize it and have a little bit more freedom while doing so. So what I'm hearing Brittany Waters as the founder of the Detroit Beauty Collective and Behold Brows is for our listeners who are wondering, thinking about <laughs> making a change I would think that your suggestion would be go for it, but if you're going to go for it, go all in. That's right. Just leap. Um, I say to my mentees and colleagues all the time, it's the hardest thing that you'll ever have to do, um, but the most influential and impactful by for certain. I have here uh, uh, next to Behold Brows this, uh, this line. Behold Brows is an ex... Uh, an inclusive beauty brand focused on rewriting industry standards by inspiring self-expression and unapologetic individuality. Tell me more. Tell me more about what that really means. So Behold Brows is a cosmetic tattooing studio and academy. So for us, what that means is when someone comes in, whether it be a client, colleague, whomever, um, our goal is always to leave them feeling more empowered than when they came in. And we do believe in doing that by really kind of shining a light on their unique attributes um, versus, you know, helping them to conform or influencing them into kind of mainstream, so to speak. So we think whatever your 
unique characteristics or attributes are are the most beautiful um, and most wonderful parts of you. So we do our best to uh, really amplify that in whatever way we can. Brittany Waters, when I first saw this this expression, this line, this sentence, offering cosmetic tattoo services, the first thing I thought of was maybe helping people get rid of tattoos, but that's not what this is at all, is it? <laughs> Quite the opposite. So another name for cosmetic tattooing would also be permanent makeup. Um, and so what we do is provide enhancements in the form of a tattoo. Um, some of them are even paramedical, so things like... Um, Areola restoration for cancer survivors. Um, there's scar camouflaging. There's a whole kind of litany uh, to, uh, of treatments for this industry. Um, but the most, I guess, prevalent or our most popular service being microblading, which is a semi-permanent cosmetic tattoo for your eyebrows. Hence the name Behold Brows. Aha. Yeah, I never, I never quite understood what microbraiding was uh for 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 your eyebrows although i mean i could use some if you're talking about filling in spaces i may have to come see you because my (laughs) my daughter sophie has beautiful eyebrows and she she once looked at me and said i wonder where i got my eyebrows dad apparently not from you and i was like i was shattered I, you know, the eyebrows I have are the eyebrows I had. I never thought about them. I never thought, gee, I wish they were bushier. Heck, my late father had really bushy uh, eyebrows. It looked like he had a mustache above every eye. I mean, they were really bushy. (laughs) I don't know what happened to mine. But so that's something you could help me with. It is something that I that we could help you with, yes. And and our clientele um, ranges very vastly, so you certainly wouldn't be, uh, you know, alone in in your particular demographic um, to receive the service by any means. So what you're saying, <laughs> in a longer way, is there are men who come in and get their eyebrows uh, fluffed up a bit. Tons. Yes, absolutely. Well, I I got to tell you, I never considered it in my life. Until my daughter said that, and then I thought, "What's wrong with my eyebrows?" And then I looked in the mirror and I go, "Well, they are a little skimpy, uh, with the occasional one that comes out past my nose, which I, I groom. I just want you to know I don't leave it alone." But anyway, now that's funny. Men are coming in, uh, women are coming in, people are coming in to Correct. better, I guess, no better way of putting it, but shine a light on who they want to be. Sure, absolutely. Just. Small enhancements um, that I think a lot of the times boost or restore confidence. Is this a painful procedure? You know what? We actually pre-numb before we even get started with it. Um, so you're going to probably laugh, but a lot of people actually fall asleep during the service, and we do continue numbing it throughout. So we uh, do whatever we can and place effort behind making people as comfortable as possible. Behold brows that's where it all began that's where it all began and so you started in detroit which we greatly appreciate and helped you get on this program opportunity detroit and then you've expanded to lansing is it going well in lansing it's going well. Um, you know, we're only a couple of months in at that particular location, and we did have actually a third location, but Lansing kind of absorbed that just location-wise because it is so centrally located. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're slowly growing there and, um, you know, getting kind of feet on the street 
to shake hands and let our presence be known and um, kind of follow the same blueprint that we did here in Detroit. And that was really, like I said, kind of taking the guerrilla marketing approach of getting out there, myself and my team, and meeting as many people as possible and doing whatever we could to really garner that organic growth. And I think that has greatly influenced where we are today um, because we did really, you know, cultivate those meaningful relationships from the very beginning. I I would say in our pre-conversation, I don't think this part got on the air, but maybe it did. When you said Detroit, our first location, then Lansing, and then you said and growing, I'm happy to hear that Lansing's growing. I'm sure Detroit is growing. But when you say and growing, uh, were you being coy or uh, is there a plan for a third location other than the second one you had planned for Lansing that you don't really need right now? I think uh, you don't have to give away. You don't have to give away family secrets here, (laughs) but I'm just sure. sure. You know, I'm asking. Yeah, in entrepreneurship, the goal is always to continue growth, right? And um, we have no plans for stopping. There's so much opportunity within our industry. And um, really, our biggest focus right now is on the um, the academy side of things, actually. So being able to facilitate education and growth for others. And so um, absolutely, it's in the plans. We continue to grow. And um I see potentially some opportunity for others to um, be able to, you know, maybe open a behold browse of their own. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Uh, franchising. Now I get it. You have to sometimes hit me in the head to get this through my head. But I, I must perhaps, tell you, perhaps. I, I, I must tell you, I have no business saying this to you, but I'm a talk show host, so I'll say it anyway. Just from sure. my experience in watching people with fabulous businesses, and then generally fabulous new businesses that they explode in their growth pattern. And my only advice, having never been a businessman or whatever, is not to grow too quickly. That's all. I appreciate that very much. We've been at it for for a good amount of time now, and slow and steady wins the race. So we're on the same page with that, absolutely. Well, that's certainly good news. How do people find you? Is it uh, just a simple... DetroitBeautyCollective.com or BeholdBrowse.com or what do they need to do, Brittany? It is. Both of those are correct. BeholdBrowse.com, DetroitBeautyCollective.com. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, all of your major social platforms. Um, And if you have any interest in what we do on either end, I'd say just reach out. We're happy to help answer any of your questions and support you in whatever way that we can. I may have to bring in my skimpy, measly dad eyebrows. To, we would to love to see my, you to, to make my daughter To make my daughter proud of me. She's the only one hey, that ever said it. make her a little it. jealous while you're at it. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen, but anyway. All right. Uh, thank you, and good luck to you. And uh, check in with us from time to time. Let us know how it's going. Much appreciated. Will do. Enjoy the rest of your day. Brittany Waters, founder, Detroit Beauty Collective, and behold, browse. This interview may change my life. As we continue on Opportunity Detroit. Finally, on Opportunity Detroit, we welcome a Metro Detroit content creator, an influencer, Raquel Escamilla. Raquel, welcome to Opportunity Detroit. 
Hi, thank you for having me. For our listeners who aren't in this world of influencers, content creators, give us just a thumbnail sketch as to or define exactly what that means. Yeah, absolutely. So um, what I do now, this is my part, like my outside job, outside of my day job. But what I essentially do is I create content around Michigan and showcase it on my own TikTok. And then I work with different brands to also promote any events that they have across my TikTok as a way to not only just advertise things to do in Michigan, but also just to promote any of their brand products. Well, that's interesting. What is your day job? My day job is working as a senior community manager, so I work within the social media realm as well, and I'm working for uh, General Mills right now. Well, that's a big job. That's a big company and a big job. Good for you. And just, I, I guess, on the side, uh, as a content creator and influencer, I read that you have over 48,000. These numbers never make sense to me because... By the time I say the number, you've added membership. So on my paper, it says you have over 48,000 followers. Yep, that's correct. Right there on TikTok. <laughs> All right. So 48,000 people are, are given a heads up whenever you give us new content. Is that how that works? Yes, similar. It's um, usually when they go on their TikTok, they'll get my content served to them within their For You page, or if they're following me, they get a notification, um, and they get to see different things to do. So you feature on your page or pages, uh, Raquel, uh, local businesses and restaurants. I'm told you've worked with brands like the Detroit Pistons, Pepsi, Blake Cider Mill. Tell me, give me an idea and our listeners what you do for them. Yeah, absolutely. So usually it starts off with me having an email communication with somebody within their marketing department. And we kind of talk about what their, you know, key performance indicators are. So kind of more so of like, what do they want to get out of me promoting their brand? Um, for Blake Cider Mill, they really wanted people to come to their sunflower festival and just learn that it's much more than just going out to the fields and picking sunflowers, that there's different vendors to go to, and also just different, you know, music and food that you can get at that festival. So what I do is, is I work with their marketing department to go out there. Um, I shoot some content and just kind of showcase what the festival is as a whole. And then I edit that content and then post it to my own TikTok. And then from there, I am able to promote not only their brand, but also just showcase things to do in Michigan. And that's usually something that people really like to see. Um, sometimes that is a fun thing to do for people or they're looking for something to do on the weekends and they're not really sure. And it just gives them better ideas of, you know, there's different things to do within the city or even just around them that are going on that they might not know about. So in the, in the good old days, when someone would uh, buy a billboard or put a commercial on the radio or on television or even an ad, going back to an ad in the newspaper, the difference is when you say, I love it when you say this, Raquel, shoot the content. When you shoot the content, you're doing the same kind of advertising of a billboard, of a radio commercial, of a television ad, of a newspaper ad, but it's far more immediate and can be far more personal, and therefore, I think, uh, very, very effective. 
Yep, I completely agree with you. I think uh, with this new form of social media, there's more of inside glimpses into my life, but also just a more authentic way of portraying like a different event that might be happening. And I think with that, a lot of people feel more motivated to go to that event. Um, and they're like, oh, this person had fun. So I think that I, if I take my family, like we would have the same amount of fun and this seems really cool. I'm super interested in it. So I think it becomes more, it's a better way of promoting outside of just on a newspaper ad or a TV ad and stuff like that. So how do, and I don't want to get too personal into your business, your private business, but how does one make money on TikTok? And it appears to me that there are millions and millions of people other than me making money on TikTok. Yeah, absolutely. So there's three different ways that you can make money on TikTok. Um, so one of the ways that you can make money is through sponsorships. So that's where people reach out to you and you can talk to them, um, you know, by people, I mean brands. Um, so for example, I worked with Pepsi to promote uh, Black Restaurant Week here in Detroit. And so I worked with Pepsi to not only showcase different restaurants, but also to promote the products that are in these restaurants, such as their Pepsi products. Um, so that's one way is sponsorship. Another way is a uh, creator fund. So a lot of these social media platforms to get creators to, um, you know, have some sort of income or incentive to continue to produce content on their platforms. They have these creator funds, which you can enter into. And for every, for like X amount of views or X amount of engagement that you get on your video, you earn money towards um, this fund essentially, and then you can cash that out at the end. And then the last way that you can earn money is really by creating your own product. I don't have that right now, but you know, it might be something that I would think about in the future, but a lot of creators will create their own merchandise or they'll create their own day planners or, you know, different courses that you can take. And that's really how, those are the really three big ways that creators make money off of, you know, online and social media. So how many followers do you have to have where you start to realize you could actually make money? You have 48,000 plus. What's the beginning yeah. level? Is there a beginning level? I don't think that there is a beginning level. There's different um, there's definitely different price ranges depending on how many followers you have. Uh, I know that there that brands now are really looking for micro influencers, and those are people who have maybe under 10,000 followers, but they still have a very large engagement with their followers. And in those cases, they're looking for people who are very like niche down. Um, there are obviously big people who have millions and millions of followers, and they can make a lot more money because they're reaching a bigger audience. But in that case, um, you know, it, there's no real start to how many followers you can have to start making money. I know for me, it really started around 25,000. That's when I really started to see, you know, um, brands really reaching out to me. Oh, so people actually, once you hit that 25,000 mark, you had people reaching out to you to say, hey, let's let's talk business. Yep. A majority of the people who, um, like right now, the majority of the sponsorships that I get are mostly people reaching out to me rather rather than me reaching out to them. Wow. Well, I don't know if you know anything about sales, but boy, that, that's an enviable position to be in yeah. when you're selling something. Uh, when people come to you and want to buy, that's really spectacular. Uh, meanwhile, is there a time element? Like I see people on TikTok and maybe Instagram, I get confused which one I'm watching at the time, but who are clearly trying to keep you watching them for as long as possible. Does that 
enter into the payoff realm? Yeah, a little bit. So timing, essentially it's called like time engagement. And what that does is you want to keep people on your page and also keep people coming back to your videos and watching you for a very long time because it does better in the algorithm. So if I have a video that's 14 seconds long and people are watching 75% of that video, then you're more likely to go viral than say if you have a 14 second video and they're only watching two seconds of it. Um, when you're looking at, you know, TikTok and really, um, you know, what creators perform the best, it's usually the people who have high engagement and who have very long watch times. Um, and those are usually the people who tend to go viral more often because they're creating content that people want to see and that people are engaged in. Uh, the strangest thing I've stumbled upon, and trust me when I tell you, anything I see on TikTok or Instagram for that matter, it's because I've stumbled upon them. Or for some reason or another, they've come to me. So that being said, those people that uh, you you are going through and you see them making like noises or humming or scratching their nails on the microphone or having a piece of something, crumpling it up and uncrumpling it and crumpling it up and uncrumpling it. How are those people making money? You'll be surprised at how many niches there are. There's so many different, you know, people who want to watch certain types of videos. Um, it's kind of similar to people who watch like um, chiropractic videos where some like a chiropractor is cracking somebody's back. Those tend to be very popular. I saw, um, I saw I, that and I wondered, what, it, what is this here for? This guy was cracking this person's back and, uh, and their legs and everything. And I thought, what am I watching here and why? Yeah, absolutely. You'll be surprised at how many different videos, um, you know, people will get. I know the, like, when people, like, crack people's backs and stuff, that is something that people love watching. It's one of the most popular things on YouTube that people search up to watch. I think wow. it's just comforting for them. Um, you know, I, I don't fall into that category, but, you know, sometimes it's interesting to learn about, you know, um, different people's jobs and stuff like that. And then back to the point where you were talking about ASMR, which is like where people are like scratching their nails on the microphone or talking in a whisper. That is also very popular too. And I think that's just like another niche category that people will look into. Um, but it's really about, I guess it, it just is what interests people and that's what people want to see. And as people continue to watch it more, then their, viral, their videos keep going viral, I guess. <laughs> and that they get the big numbers, like you have 48,000 plus. Uh, and then somehow you monetize that. Correct. Fascinating. I really am so glad we had a chance to talk about these things because I've wondered about them and didn't know where to turn. Now I know. It's Raquel Escamilla, Metro Detroit content creator and influencer, uh, doing a heck of a good job, and we appreciate learning about you. How do people find you? Yeah, you can find me on TikTok at Raquel underscore Escamilla or on Instagram at underscore it's underscore Raquel. Thank you, Raquel. We really appreciate it. Nice uh, meeting you. Yes, nice meeting you too. Thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. And uh, thanks to uh, all of our guests, Brittany Waters, founder of the Detroit Beauty Collective and Behold Brows. Should I get my brows done? And finally, uh, we started off with Mark Hollis, the COO of of rock all-round good guy from an all-round good company 
I'll talk to you in the mornings, Monday through Friday from 6 till 9 on WJR. In the meantime, go on out and make it a great rest of the day. Regards, Paul W. Smith.